saw Tommy and, and me, we get our stuff unpacked in our room and head down to State Street to meet up with Nancy Mike and see what's happening. We go down to State Street, Jesus, Chicago was a cold place. Just from walking from this hotel around the corner to the tattoo shop wasn't very far. Maybe a block at the most. Boy, your ears and your nose were frozen and jeans, it was cold. I see why they called Chicago the Windy City. Boy, the wind just whistled down them streets. Freezing. Anyway, we go meet up with Nasty Mike, he's in the tattoo shop. <laughs> By now he had this other guy in there with him, another tattoo man. His name was Yogi Ray. And Mike says he introduces us. And Mike takes us outside and says, come on, I'll introduce you to the guys that are working up and down the street tonight. He says, this Yogi Ray is a flip rat cocksucker. He says, I'm going to fuck him up later. He says, he ratted me out to the, the Louis. He says, oh, what a little silly nonsense shit. He says, but he deserves a fucking smack in the head for it. And I'm going to give it to him. So down the street we go to the first tattoo shop. Here is the corner to Dearborn Street. <laughs> On the corner itself was a great big place that Louis owned. Dancing girls, great big place. Mike says, we're going here for a drink. <laughs> so we both agreed, even though Louis had told me to stay out of the bars on State Street. Nancy Mike said, don't worry about that. He said, we just go and have a drink, and I'll show you around. So we go in and we have a drink, watching the girls dance a little. Nancy <laughs> Mike explains, this is a hustling joint. He said, the girls come up to you, <laughs> rub up against you, ask you to buy them a drink. And their drinks were usually a bottle of champagne. That really was water. And they hit you up for a $20 bill for a bottle of water. He said, so, because you can meet some girls in here. He said, they come into the tattoo shop, they'll meet plenty of girls, not to worry about girls. He said, there are plenty of them around. He said, okay, come on up. Introduce you to Joe Palmer. I said to myself, oh, great. I've heard of Joe Palmer through my years of tattooing already, which has only been maybe eight years so far, maybe nine. So we go into the first tattoo shop, and there's this guy, Joe Palmer, who was wearing a great big sombrero Mexican hat. And Joe says, how you doing, guys? We sat and talked with Joe a little bit. Joe says, I'll have a drink with you later on. Welcome to Chicago. Mike says, come on. Next stop is Cat Thomas. Cat Thomas. I said, oh my goodness. I've heard of Cat Thomas. From the beginning of my career, this man, he would be ranked in one of the great all-time tattooers. In Cat Thomas's window, he had a blown-up newspaper article on an easel in the window. The headlines read, Man Tattoos, Blind Man's Eye. Now he didn't tattoo them so he could see. But so the article read, 
at 8 in the morning. Who the fuck's going to get tattooed at 8 in the morning? And decided against the wake-up call. Went upstairs. Tommy was already sleeping. I went to sleep. Now, at about 10 after 8 in the morning, large pounding on the front door of the hotel room. Large pounding shit. The front door comes crashing down onto the floor.
on the train from the Great Lakes Training Center. And, and where we at? Like this fat kid, Billy, fat Billy. They had a bunch of kids out there handing out circulars and, and business cards. Get your tattoo it at this place, at this place. And the sailors would just mob the streets. And as fast as you could tattoo, you could say next. And there was another sailor saying, I'll take this one, I'll take this one. The sailors didn't make much money back then. That's why the tattoos were reasonable. $3, $5, $7. But Jesus, you kept doing them as fast as you could do them. There was next, next, next. And me and Tommy had a little, he would outline them. And I would shade them and color them in. I was extremely fast. I was a very fast kid. In my career, I used to say, there's only three people I found faster than me. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself again. I'll get back to that. But anyway, Tommy would outline them. They didn't have to line up and wait for me to color them. As fast as he was saying, next, I was saying next. I just, we just kept going. Just saved a little ticket. We were making money and laughing and we were having a good time. One cold and snowy night, a blizzard outside, the snow used to just, the wind in Chicago, the snow would just blow and Jesus always looked so damn cold. Out on the steps, just sat right there in the window of the tattoo shop. And out there on the sidewalk, there was Louis Argo and another man. They were pistol whipping a guy, smacking him in the head with their guns, right down by the curb. And you hear a siren, and you see a police car come zooming up. And, and I just said to myself, uh oh. Louis's going to go to jail. Here come the police car zooming up, siren's going. Cop jumps out of the car. Says, oh, it's you, Louis. Everything all right? So he says, yeah, everything's under control. Cop gets back in the car and speeds away. I just thought to myself, there's this poor fuck on the sidewalk getting his head bashed in. He hears the siren. He thinks reinforcements are coming. And the cop says, everything's all right, Louis, and drives away. Wow. in Chicago. In my many conversations and drinking episodes with Nasty Mike, Mike told me, he said, they got him. He's a slave there in Chicago. He can't leave. He said one day they got his fingerprints on a gun. They used that gun in robberies and murders. And then he's a slave. He can't leave. They got his fingerprints on a gun. He said, someday somebody's going to come in and try and get your fingerprints on a gun. He said, don't take any guns in your hand. Remember that. I said, thanks, Mike. Good advice. Tommy and I just kept plugging away. We were happy. Louie was giving us $300 each. He said, and don't forget, he said to me, this is all your money. He said, I'm just putting it in. In your name, he says, you're spending it with Tommy, that's up to you. It wasn't 
Mike and George De Silva, and the four of us were running this shop, taking turns with the ships, taking turns on the paydays, just making as much money as we could. One day, Nasty Mike says, hey, Eddie. I said, this Saturday, he said, listen, all these guys love to drink. He said, I used to do this all the time. He said, but they're wise to me. He said, you hooked up and down the street. Gather them up, take them for a drink, take them around the corner to the Dearborn bar, and everybody drinks there. He said, it's reasonable, Sam, the bartender. He takes good care of you, and you take them all in there and get them all drunk, leaving their shops unattended. He said, me and Tommy will just keep that 